Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Hour 2 of the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Alongside Jonathan Von Tobel, I'm Stormy Bonantoni. Michael Lombardi will be back with us tomorrow. But JVT, um, in addition to just his wonderful hosting duties here at VEASAN, also our senior NBA analyst and handicapper. And we talked about it a little bit in Hour 1. You might have missed the moment if you wanted a plus money price or the plus two and a half on the Dallas yep. Mavericks today because we got some news on the injury report. All right, and it's it's more about like I think this is this is kind of a lesson of being able to read the market, but you need key information to be able to take advantage of it. So it is tough. But we talked about how the initial line moves for this game from the overnight didn't make any sense, right? It moved to Golden State, but the game also went to the over. Those two things don't jive. Luka Doncic is going to play. Kyrie Irving, this is going to flip toward Dallas, and the total is going to go up. Or if they don't play, it's going to move toward the Golden State Warriors and the total is going to come down. So sure enough, Stormy, what happens? We get the news today and 15 minutes ago, right when we had Nick on, that uh, he has been, Luka Doncic, upgraded to probable. And what do we see now? Flip of the favorite. And what does the total do? Go up to 235 and a half. So this, it's, it's really key to be able to read the market. The, the problem is, it's just especially when it comes to the NBA, like you've just got to be sitting there like this, have the app open, and just ready to go that when that information comes down, you could take advantage of it. Because if you get some insight into it, there's some edges to be found. If you did get in on the Dallas Mavericks and Luka Doncic before the line move, before the news, you're sitting at about plus 110 on the money line, which is now minus 110. And keep in mind, we still have one more shoe to drop, which is Kyrie Irving and whether or not he's going to play. So I just it's, it's a really good example of how the market moves and how important information is in the NBA. And to be honest with you, just really how tough it is to bet some of these numbers so early in the day. You're, like, you're, just, you're waiting for information, basically. And I would also say, too, that that information does have value, obviously. But if you're somebody who thought, okay, I'm in on the Mavericks if Luka Doncic plays, I wouldn't mind giving up like one point or one and a half points or a couple of cents on the money line if I know that Doncic is out there, right? Like him being out there is worth giving up those few points and few cents. So I wouldn't say no to the Dallas Mavericks if you haven't bet it already, if you thought they were the side. Okay, good stuff. We did also have some other... Breaking news. Bom, bom, bom. Oh, yeah. Let me take this out. Frank Reich, mm-hmm. the head coach of a man the of God, Panthers, as you said, a man of God. We don't know if he cusses. Still to be determined. We've known saw. a lot of men and women of God <laughs> who some filthy mouths. Just we 
have received a picture on social media of mm-hmm. Frank Reich dapping up yep. and hugging a C.J. Stroud at his pro day. So what, a minus 250 now to go first <laughs> overall? That's what we're How doing, How much right? will the odds move now that they have hugged? Anyways, the reason that that cussing thing came up was because JVT said, <laughs> what, if, what if Frank Reich was whispering in C.J. Stroud's ear, we're not effing taking you. I said, he's a man of God. He doesn't speak that like be that. Hilarious, wouldn't it? <laughs> like, you, like, you really have no shot, actually, to be the first overall pick. C.J. Stroud, your odds-on favorite, of course, to be that top overall pick. Yeah, it was um, pro day. I, I was really wishing. Today. I was really wishing the market moved just like five cents, just so that we could laugh. Uh, on, about yeah, it. just so we could laugh because, like, it, like, again, people act like these odds moves in these markets are are God essentially telling us what's going to happen when in reality they're not. So we'll see. C.J. Stroud minus two twenty-five. I think that's DraftKings. I feel like that, that has not, not been updated. That's not updated <laughs> that's, is yeah, it? no. I mean, I would love it. There we go. Uh, I would love Dang. it if it like got fucked up like 40 cents. I was like, wait, <laughs> um, CJ Stroud's pro days today. Bryce Young's over at Alabama is tomorrow. And Will Levis's is also this week on Friday. Um, but we have games in college hoops coming up tomorrow, hmm. which I'm so pumped. Sweet 16 super fun. Um, going to be at the West Regional. Can't wait. You're going to go to all the games here. All th- yes, all I'm three, so, right? So, yeah, yeah, I'm very jealous. That'll be super fun. And that, like the West region, I think, like is could potentially be oh, some of the best games. I think it's going to be the best, right? You have four awesome programs that are going at it. What do we have? Arkansas, UConn, and um, UCLA and Gonzaga? Yep. It's going to be fantastic. So do you have any angle or feel for either of those games? Yeah, well, so I'll go with you, Gonzaga and UCLA. Uh, I'll just say that I I'm I like this Gonzaga team, you know, for – for the brackets that I did for multiple outlets and like official selections, Gonzaga was my national championship selection. I think this team can do a lot of really good things that will force UCLA out of their comfort zone, right? Like this is a matchup between two teams that are kind of, I don't want to say on the opposite side of the spectrum, but are far away from another in terms of the pace that they play with. Gonzaga comes into this game as a top 40 team in terms of pace and tempo. The uh, UCLA Bruins come into this 244th. I think Gonzaga is going to be able to storm to get out and run. They're going to be forcing UCLA to speed up a little bit, which I don't think the Bruins want to do. And I, I think Gonzaga, because I think a lot of people would look at the first two games and go like, ah, they weren't really that impressive. The second half of Grand Canyon, they kept them at arms like the whole way. It's a very comfortable win for them. Should have covered the second half, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and then in that second half against TCU, once shots start falling down, once they start getting out and running, what happens? They get out and they run. They should have covered there too. Um, but you know what I mean? Like this is a team I think against Zaga that's being a little undervalued by the betting market. So I I bet a little bit on the money line now. I'm thinking that's where it's going to peak. If it continues to climb a little bit more, I'll take another piece of Gonzaga, but I've got the Zags here to win this thing. Yeah, it's interesting because from a betting perspective, I could see both sides of, well, you're getting, how often are you going to get Gonzaga plus points here? Mm-hmm. But then you're also, wow, like how often am I going to get a short number on UCLA? So it's kind of a fun back and forth. Um, two really great coaches in Mark Few and Mick Cronin with four days to prepare. How are they going to go up against one another? Um, I actually took the perspective of betting the under on this game, 145 and a half, just with the, yes, while I think Gonzaga is obviously going to try to get out there and run, obviously UCLA, even without um, Jalen Clark, is still going to be this elite defensive team. So maybe they're able to slow them down just a touch to keep it under the 145 and a half. Yeah, I I think, I feel like this might be one where it's correlated to the side that you like, right? So like, as somebody for me who likes Gonzaga, like Gonzaga. you want it to go over. Right. So I, that, yeah. I feel like I want this thing to be sped up and a little bit more higher scoring. But if somebody who is in here on uh, UCLA, I would think that they want this thing to skew a little bit more under, mm-hmm. a little slower tempo, and you want to be able to contain Gonzaga. And we should also mention, too, I mean, nothing just, official. Like, there's uh, just been so many unders this I don't know if that's going to continue. The first three days. 
six and two to the over on the last day, yes. though, right? Because the market really freaked out and yeah. started betting those things under. So there's always some adjustments for some of these betting trends that we see all the time. We should also mention, too, right? David Singleton, Adam, uh, Adem Bona, they have injuries for mm-hmm. UCLA. So, like, that's a team that's getting thinner and thinner by the day. If Singleton, those their are... top three-point shooter right. as well. So I think um, I get the market's respect for UCLA, but I like this Gonzaga team. And given everything that we know about them, uh, this is and the environment's going to be awesome because both of these programs are used to coming out here in terms of playing in Las Vegas, Pac-12 and WCC tournaments. So it's going to be great. Um, this is a rematch, of course, of that Final Four from two years ago that finished 93-90 in OT with Gonzaga winning on the half-court heave. Um, an insane finish in that one, and that total, mind you, did go um, over 93-90 at regulation. Okay. Like it was like I think they still scored I in the, the total 80s was 184. Maybe ha, that was ha, ha. No, but I think they both scored in the 80s. Um, but not not that this has any actual bearing in this game, but just fun fact for you because we love those Gonzaga's last seven Sweet 16 games have gone under their respective total. Arkansas um, getting three and a half against UConn as well in the West Regional. I like I just want to root for the Fighting Musclemans. They yeah. are so fun. I love the way they bring the energy. I have no dog in the fight actually betting this game, but I think I'm just going to be rooting for the underdog in it. But UConn's really, really good. I know a lot of people have them either going to the Final Four or winning it all. Yeah, and this is another. So I haven't bet anything here, but this is and this is cool that it's in the same regional. This is this is a similar type of thing, right, where it's one team. like These are two opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of tempo and a little bit in terms of size, right? If you look at this for UConn, and you see a guy like Sonogo who can be awesome down low at six foot nine, and he actually looks a little bit bigger, like 245, or that's what he's listed at. But his ability to be able to dominate down low against a little bit more of a slender front court uh, in Arkansas, right? That's going to be an interesting dynamic. But on the flip side, Arkansas is going to be like, all right, we're ripping and running. Like, let's go, big guy. If you want to, if you want to be able to dominate in terms of imposing your size, we're going to make you uncomfortable. We're going to try to speed this thing up on you guys. So. I didn't really have a read on this game whatsoever. I had a lean toward Arkansas. I think these two teams are a little bit closer to one another, and the rating on UConn has slowly been starting to climb. There's been some market respect for them going into the tournament and in these first two rounds. But I'm really interested, and I think this is like an in-game thing. If you're watching and you're seeing the tempo really leaning one way or the other, I think you're really going to start to see that that's correlated to the side, and you're going to dive in there. But I'm, this is it's going to be awesome. I like these kind of matchups. Yeah. So me and my former co-host, Matt Brown, we're, we're doing our bets and consequences thing, um, and we're continuing to roll that along. And one of the bets that I ended up putting in it was um, the was UConn mm-hmm. first to 10 in the second half. In this game? In this game. Okay, interesting. Because I was like trying to look at good second half teams so far okay. in the tournament, and Houston and UConn are the best in the field at this point. Um, Huskies were just a far better price at minus 125, minus 130. Um, they trailed Iona at halftime first round. Yep. Um, outscored the Gales 50 to 24 in the second half. Had one, a one of the point... many second half bets I made in the first yes. round. Yeah. Had a one point lead at half against St. Mary's. Outscored them 39 yep. 25 in the second half. Both of them cashed the first to 10 second half there. I'm just trying to get creative and like wonky bets that other people aren't thinking about. Um, but I really like. I, I think that it, it could make sense. A good second-half team, get out to just first to 10. Make it happen. I mean, look, you don't know what happens throughout a game, so I don't know about second half, but I'll tell you this. I love those first to 10s. Yeah, Like, not fun. everything has to be, like, plus EV and, like, probability and stuff. Sometimes, like, you know, myself, uh, Adam Hill, works at Las Vegas Review Journal, Mitch Moss, we were watching games at the South Point for, like, the first round on Friday. We all threw money in on a first to 10 or first to 15 for Fairleigh Dickinson. Like, they're fun. They're all fun. I'm down. Got to do what you got. Do you have I, a? I bless them. Do you have a favorite underdog in the Sweet 16? We'll discuss like more of these games a little bit later in the hour. But you I, mean, have a I think it's dog. Gonzaga, right? Because the, the Zags are an underdog. But I'll say this: as I told you guys the other day, I am tempted by your Aztecs. 
think I think I want to. You know, I think I bet that thing under. That's the way to go. The total, mm-hmm. the move on that game has been wild, right? It got mm-hmm. to as low as one thirty-five and a half. We're back up to one thirty-seven and a half. Yeah. But I think a faux way to back your Aztecs is to take this under the total because there's different outcomes which Alabama wins and covers, and this this game still goes under the total. And the um, San Diego State Aztecs, if this does go under the total, have a higher chance of covering. So I think I'm going to go that way. So we can discuss this a little bit more later because I, 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 I'm I, all about talking about this game. But I did bet San Diego State plus eight when we were on the air the other day. Mm-hmm. I ended up following you and tailing you on the under 137 and a half that I got here at Circa. And I also bet the first half under 64. Um, I feel like it could be kind of a feeling out process a little bit. Alabama and SDSU both have seen five of their last six games go under their first half, go under this number for the first half. Both teams are top five in Kempom, effective defensive efficiency. Mm. And so just I feel good. I'm smelling a, a friendship play on San Diego State Aztecs first to 10 in the first half. Hey, now, don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today and get everything you need to bet the madness this year for just $19. Our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. Only VSIN Pro subscribers get unlimited access to our daily best bets and tools like exclusive betting splits. Sign up today, get the betting guide, plus full access to VSIN through the end of the tournament for just $19 at vsin.com slash subscribe. And just to round out some of the conversation we had with this Alabama San Diego State game coming up here on Friday. It's interesting because Alabama is another team that loves to shoot up the three. 47% of their shots from the floor come from the perimeter. And that's been one of San Diego State's big strengths. Mm -hmm. Defensively, we saw specifically um, because you you had brought up Utah State in the commercial break, which sparked my mind of like the wins that San Diego State had over Utah State, who is another like one of those big three point shooting teams that you they were able to I shut them up down. Utah State. I wasn't gonna okay. go there. You I was go making there? fun of Utah yeah, State and San Diego that. State, yeah, and they're dumb. Listen, chance. I believe that we will win, and I'm, we're taking it. <laughs> they do, they do it at each other. It always happens. Mm. It's so stupid. But what San Diego State did create that a lot of people don't know what are you doing with that? and I'm I'm finger pointing um what a lot of people don't know is that San Diego State like they originated the the big head pictures and they stuff did? in the crowd. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So suck on that. We got something. And my, we is got my enthusiasm coming through. And we got grandmas. We got old grandmas that love their Aztecs. So you know, do Sister what Jean? you will with that. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh, poor sister Jean. Why? The photos that they have shown of this poor woman. I think she looks fine. What are you talking about? Stop. Don't give that look. Wow, this is really awkward. You're, <laughs> you're the worst. Google it if you haven't seen it. Everybody's using it. It's like, oh, me after a long day of work or me after you whatever. You don't have to explain yourself. I love Sister Jean. I don't mean this. I don't mean anything negative toward her. She's a wonderful woman and she's over 100 years old. Worse. It's incredible. Um, one last thing. Also, fun facts about San Diego State and covering lately. Everybody loves to hate on them. Everybody loves to hate on the Mountain West in general, but SDSU 6-0 and straight up and 5-1 and against the number of their last six games. So let's see if they can get there with the eight. I would love to see it. I know most places are sitting seven and a half. Well, um, I mean, there is, we will say, to your point, there is, there seems to be, the market seems to have a ceiling for this number, and it's eight, right? Each time it's gotten to eight, it's coming back mm-hmm. down to seven and a half. So there's a certain belief in San Diego State. It does seem the market's resistance is at eight <laughs> right now. Um, what's another game in the Sweet 16, though, that stands Ooh. out to you? Let's go to – I want to go to Houston and um, Miami because I, I find this Miami team fascinating, and I do have a ticket on them to win the NCAA tournament, so I, I do hope they win this mm-hmm. game. I believe that they will win. Um, but I, I think what's interesting about You're Miami is me. let's go to the last couple of games that we've seen from them, right? The market has been, like, vehemently against Miami in this tournament. They close as two-and-a-half-point favorites against Drake, and do they need a 16-to-1 run to finish that game? Sure. But they win. They cover that thing 63 to 56. They open a pick against Indiana. What happens? Market moves in favor of Indiana. They win that game outright with ease, right? 85 69, shoot the ball really well. So at every step, the market has kind of been like, hey, you know what? We don't really believe in this, this uh, Miami team. And I like, I like them, right? Like they have a really high ceiling on offense. We saw how good they can be. Isaiah Wong and others uh, provide a really good scoring backcourt that has some size to it, too. I like a lot of what Miami brings to the table when they're firing on all cylinders. But what I find really interesting is, is the market now swinging maybe too far in the other direction because you have Houston, who's a little beat up. You have some of these projections that actually have this as about a nine-point game for the Houston Cougars in terms of a victory. But we're sitting at seven and a half with no real move toward the eight or eight and a half. Like, 
the market sometimes storming does this thing where it's like, okay, undervalued team, undervalued team mm -hmm. gets burned both times. And it's like, all right, well, we must have been wrong. Let's swing it back the other direction. So I'm really interested to see what this matchup looks like. Because as somebody who's got a future ticket in Miami, who thought that the first two rounds, they were a little undervalued. Now we're kind of getting to that nexus where it's like, all right, maybe are we getting to the point where the market has adjusted a little bit here? It's perception of the Hurricanes. And it would behoove us to look at Houston. But I like this Miami team overall, man. They're they're a very good team that has experience and made a run last year, and the market just hasn't really liked them. Are they going to be another one of your first to 10 plays because of how slow starting Houston Only if has it's been? Only a plus price, baby. It should be their dog, right? Yeah. that's Look, like I said, I don't. there's a lot of times where I'll try to get the most uh, logical play out there. When it comes to this, who cares? Give me a small, give me a small plus price on the team to get to first at 15. Let's go. Spread oh. it out. Houston, uh, one of the shortest shots behind only mm -hmm. Alabama to win it all in the NCAA tournament. Um, since seeding began in 1979, 60% of national champions crowned have been a one seed in their region. Are we on a collision course potentially for an Alabama-Houston final? Uh, I would say so. I mean, look, Gonzaga and UCLA are the flies in the ointment to that. I think they're two really mm -hmm. good programs that could make their way out of that region, and I think Gonzaga will. So, like, I would like collision course that would imply that there's nothing really stopping them. I would say that's not really the case. I think Alabama seems to be on a collision course. Their region is setting up pretty nicely for them, as we have seen it so far. Mm -hmm. So, I, like, if you're talking about like Alabama, I think is in the range like minus 125 to win their region. That seems like a short price given the path that they might have to take overall, because you see it right there. It's Creighton Princeton on the other end of that, and they'll be favorites by a decent amount against Creighton. That's, I think, the interesting team, too, by the way. Everybody coming into the NCAA tournament you talked to, right? If you licked your finger and tested the wind, Creighton was the team that kept coming up. And here they are in the Sweet 16 as a, what are they, 10-point favorite over Princeton right now? Yeah, um, nine and a half is no, what okay. I've seen. It's it's a similar thing to San Diego State. When it gets up to 10, it ticks back down. Yeah, so I, like, Creighton's a really interesting squad. But I think if you're talking about the probability to get to a Final Four in an NCAA tournament, you're liking the way that this is setting up for Alabama. Because then even once you get to that point, look at the other side of that, right? Which is, who are you going to face coming out of the East? In that final four, those are four teams that Alabama is going to be favored over. That's an interesting one. Another region price I found interesting that I contemplated buying in on was Kansas State plus 340 in the East. Um, I kind of think Tennessee could be on upset watch against FAU. They're the favorite to win the region. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you think I'm on crack here, but I, I just feel like they're kind of overvalued right now after beating Duke, who is a trendy pick to win it all. Um, I think... Yes, their defense is going to continue to carry, but they're, the way that they were shooting, I don't feel like it's sustainable for this team. And kind of similar to how we talk about Matt Painter and Purdue, how mm -hmm. much can you trust Rick Barnes in the Sweet 16? So I, I think at this point, too, when you're talking about winning these regions, like especially if you're talking about Kansas State, it might behoove you to maybe go like rolling money line parlay as opposed to mm -hmm. betting like a plus 340 to do that. Uh, especially given what we know about where they're at. I also have a Kansas State future to win it all, which oh, okay. probably See, isn't well, going to happen, but I feel good. About, I, I, I mean, it's good that they got to the point that they are now, and yeah. they're an underdog as a higher seed against Michigan State. Right, so like, and they're all, if, like, like, let's say you're right in thinking this, so you're talking money line price, let me pull up the best money line price here for Kansas State, like plus, we'll say plus 110, right, for Kansas State. You bet that, you roll that over into a game, we're assuming Tennessee's winning, mm -hmm. be an underdog in that game too, you'll probably get a little bit more than plus 340 in terms of, if they do exactly what you're expecting them to do. But I think overall, you're right. I, I guess, like, I don't – the one thing that's weird is, like, Michigan State all of a sudden, and the respect that this team has, like, they've been playing really well. I get it. And it's Tom Izzo, so maybe there's an overvalued factor there. Uh, and the market has some respect for them because they were only catching three against a two-seed of Marquette. That was a weird game against Marquette because at times I looked like they were unstoppable. And then they kind of went into a lull 
in the second half. But Michigan State's been one of those teams that I haven't really thought too much of, like in the big mm-hmm. picture. And here they are in the Sweet 16, probably playing some of their best basketball. Very much so how I feel in this game. I was really hoping that more of that Michigan State money and love would come in so that mm-hmm. we would get up to two and a half and then it ended up coming back down from the two instead. So Kansas State getting some of the respect that they actually do deserve as a team that's probably more battle-tested, having played in the Big 12 and had to go through that gauntlet. They have some special pieces. I freaking love Marquise Noel. He's one of my favorites. Is he not so fun to watch? This 5'8 thing, just assist master flash. Better than John Calipari calling him the little kid that threw up a three. I also think that Kansas State is like the king of the short dynamic players for whatever reason, like Deuce Vaughn, 5'6", making things happen on the football field. We need smaller guys (laughs) to be our stars. Um I'll say, and I think I just really like Kansas State. No, I I think you're right to like to like them. I, I do think that's one of the interesting dynamics of this like, this matchup. The Spartans, and really in any matchup, it's gonna they're going to be up against Kansas State, but they do have a little bit of a size advantage here in this backcourt, Michigan State. Like AJ Hogger's what, like six four, two hundred five, two ten. Um, you're even talking about Tyson Walker out there at about like a buck ninety and six one. So you're going to have a little bit of a size advantage when you're talking about matching up with uh, Marquise Noel and others in that backcourt. So I'm very interested to see how that plays out because Noel was great in that mm-hmm. game against Kentucky, but uh, the little kid or what'd you call him, tiny thing, I think he's going to be up for it. I think so, too. And Keontae Johnson's been super fun to watch as well. Um, I just think that they have a lot of complementary pieces. And, yes, Tom Izzo and March, tough to bet against. They are 10-4 and four under Izzo in the Sweet 16. So they've had success in these moments. For, for a team that never in the regular season, as of late, has really had the success that you're used to seeing in the playoff, in mm-hmm. the postseason, in the tournament, for whatever reason, um, able to make things happen. If you win one, you win two. Now are they able to win three? We'll have to wait and see. Um, but there, there's lots of value, I think, betting on this. I'm still sweating out. I have an Alabama 8-1 to one to win the NCAA tournament because I had them to win my bracket. And I was like, eh, if they're winning my bracket and then they actually do go on to win and I didn't bet it, I'm going to be yeah. pretty ticked off. Um, so I just have I have futures on Alabama, mm-hmm. on Kansas State, and on San Diego State at 80-1. to one. We're not going to get there, but a girl can dream. You know and that? it's fun to just look at. You, you know, know most futures that I have to look at in the app, I just really hate. And mm-hmm. I would give anything to put them in a separate folder and not have to look at them. But I just look at that and I go, man, what if? Mm-hmm. What if? I, I got this Texas A&M ticket. I'm like, what if? What if? Mm-hmm. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSIN, the sports betting network. Baseball season is right around the corner. Get everything you need to bet MLB with our betting guide. It's available right now. Got futures, team previews, and best bets. Steve Mackinnon has laid out power ratings on every single team. Plus, our guy Adam Burke breaks down how to bet with these new MLB rules, things that can impact us, whether you're betting baseball every single day or you're looking for valuable futures. The betting guide has it all. Sign up today and get full access to VEASAN for 30 days, just $19 at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Adam Burke doing write-ups on the website as well. Um, Really valuable stuff coming up in the guide. Can't believe it's baseball season already. I'm still trying to wrap my head around this week. In a week? A week from tomorrow. I can't wait. Too soon. No way. Can't Too wait. soon. Tony and the Angels. It's going to be great. <laughs> You're just riding the They're high. They're going to win 93 games, and my Angels are going to make it to the postseason for the first time in forever when I watch Mike Trout get swept on Mitch Moss's couch 
in his apartment as I was dog sitting. For Grab him. that plus 155 to make the playoffs now, he says. Well, I, I think you want better than plus 155, but yes, they're going to. Uh, let's uh, let's talk about not baseball right now because uh, we have actual games in college basketball coming up tonight in the NIT, CBI Championship. We got Sweet 16 upon us tomorrow. Bring in good friend of the show, Harry Gagnon, host of the Against All Odds podcast, former Las Vegas Sportsbook supervisor at AAO Harry on Twitter. And Harry, how are you today? San Diego State's hey. still alive. Are you all right? Hey guys, yeah, and look, uh, look, I I told you I definitely owe you an apology, Stormy, uh, for your Aztec. Look, Matt Bradley is leading. Senior Matt Bradley's been fantastic leading this offense. Their defense has been fantastic. They shut down uh, Furman after like maybe the first like seven minutes of the game. Fantastic effort from the team. And listen, I'm a backer now. I want listen. I got Creighton to win the whole thing, so I gave the, I would gave Creighton out to make it the 16, Sweet 16, but I also gave them out. At the beginning of the season, I gave him about before the tournament started. So, listen, I, I, I want Aztecs to beat uh, Alabama. So, I'm, I'm, I'm in your corner now. <laughs> there we go. Well, appreciate the support. I'm not so sure that we'll get there against Alabama, but uh, appreciate the support, no doubt. What what are, as you look at the Sweet 16 slate, what is one of your, your favorite bets that you have picked out here? You know, I, I'm looking at, uh, I got a player prop, which I, I've, I've really been doing really well with uh, so far in this tournament. And I'm going to take uh, uh, in the Gonzaga-UCLA game, Drew Timmy, over 18 and a half points. The senior average is 21 a game this season. He had 21 versus GCU. He had 28 versus TCU. Had 28 or more in the Zags' three NCAA tournament games last year. And four of his last five games in the 2021 season, he had 22 points or more, which includes having 25 versus UCLA in the Final Four. What do you make of uh, Gonzaga overall? They're my national championship selection. I, I took a money line against UCLA. You know, you know, Jonathan, I, I don't, I don't dislike that. UCLA still is a little, uh, a little bit banged up. Gonzaga, not the greatest of teams of what we've seen in the past, but still haven't gotten over that hump. But maybe this team, you know, as the three seed, feels a little bit of an underdog role, which is not accustomed to them, and they roll with it. They keep going here. I think they absolutely get by UCLA and. Uh, this team, this team's sort of gelling right now, so I don't dislike that pick one bit. In my bracket, I do have them playing in the national championship against Alabama. Wow. So uh, not San Diego State. Listen, listen. I know, I know my my team's peaks. Okay, there's only so much that we can do, but a girl can dream. Like I said before, a you're, girl can dream. It would be nice. But when it comes to making a bracket, I want to bet on what's gonna happen, not on what I want to happen. I'm over right? here telling you, my so angels about to win think. the World Series. Let's go. <laughs> Um, another oh, game. By the way, by the way, can, can we can we just say, Jonathan? I know you're an Angel fan, but can we just put the rest? Uh, maybe that uh, Mike Trout's the greatest baseball player on the on the planet. I don't know. Just like, yeah, all, all chips on the table last night, and he, I think he would. Otani could have given him ten strikes last night, and he wouldn't have touched him. I don't know. I'm a big Shohei Otani fan, so if you're going to say it's Otani, I'm down. As long as you don't, I'm going to call him out. He won't like this. Matt Eumanns a couple of years ago dared to try to tell me that Cody Bellinger was a better player than Mike Trout. So, mm. how's that looking, Matt? I was watching. I was watching the game yesterday, and one of the people I was watching it with said Mike Trout deserves to be in baseball purgatory after this performance. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, another, he is. He's at the Angels. Well, that's kind of what he was. Go he deserves to stay there forever. Was kind of the the joke there. But hey, um, Harry. When it comes to this FAU Tennessee game, I see that you and I are a little bit like-minded here, thinking maybe that five and a half is too many points back in the dog. Why do you like them? 
Yeah, uh, look, Tennessee as an underdog is good, really good, like they were against Duke. But as a favorite, I'm going to take FAU, as ha- who has just three losses all year. Tennessee closed the season, uh, the regular season SEC tournament, just five and seven overall. It's caught a little bit of fire here. Great game they played against Duke. But I think as a favorite here, I'm going to take the other side. I'm going to take the Owls. John L. Davis, 18 points or more for the Owls in three of his last four games. He had 29 against FDU. I think FAU keeps this close, maybe wins the game here, but I'm definitely taking this five and a half against Tennessee. I don't like Tennessee as a favorite. All right, let's go to Xavier in Texas. Uh, right now, consensus total is about 148 and a half, and I think you're playing this total, right? Over or under? Yeah, I'm going to go over. Xavier, 84 points against Pitt. Offense looked really good. Adam Kunkel's got 27, 27 threes for the Musketeers in his last six games. Texas is averaging 76 points in the tournament so far. I think it's going to be fast-paced, up and down, a lot of threes going up. I'm going over 148 and a half, guys. I like your perspective here. Before we move on to the NIT, because we do have a quarterfinal game coming up um, later on tonight, if you had to pick, I know you like Creighton in general. You were selling them early on. But if you had to pick who's in that final matchup, who is it? And and ultimately, are you are you set on Creighton being on top or who else maybe? Uh, you know, we just discussed a little bit ago. I mean, Alabama just looks so good so far in their games. No issues, no problems, just steamrolling. Alabama's going to be right there. But, uh, again, I, I you know, from the West, though, again, I, you guys got me thinking. Just Gonzaga has this underdog role going into this game, too. It's something, definitely something to t- take a look at is, uh, is the Zags the rest of the way. I really kind of like that a little bit. Maybe maybe even for a real underdog, how about Michigan State? Uh, Michigan State, you can get 3-1 to one for the region. Love the way they're playing. Team Izzo, again, has a nice team uh, playing the way there's, he, he likes to play, in, having teams play his style playing with heavy hearts with what happened in uh, East Lansing a month ago. Tyson Walker and uh, Joey Howard have been fantastic. Three to one for that region. I, Michigan State is an underdog. I kind of like that too. Yeah, it's hard to handicap emotions, certainly. But you're going against me there because I was just saying a segment ago that I like Kansas State potentially for that region because maybe not getting enough respect, uh, being the the better seed in that matchup with Michigan State. But it's, it's hard, like you referenced, Tom Izzo's squad right now. And knowing the history that he has in the tournament, Michigan State's been fun to watch here in the postseason so far. I just, I like K State. I can't put my finger on it. I feel like they've they've been really, really good throughout the regular season, and I want them to shine a little bit. Look, I, I don't, I don't blame Marquise Noel, the, their point guard. How great was he against Kentucky? Oh, yeah. with the no look passes between the legs, no fear. I do like this Kansas State team, but I just think maybe, maybe they run into a buzzsaw with this Michigan State defense. Nit, Harry. Let's go to UAB yeah. and Vanderbilt. This line is flipped. It's not like a big flip. It's just moved a point in favor of UAB. And uh, you were on that side at a pick, right? Still playable at minus one? Yeah, definitely. And look, you know what? And I, so what if it's the NIT? Still pays the same, right? I'm taking UAB. 27 wins this season. Um, won both their NIT games by a total of 45 points. They're 10-1, and one, the Blazers are, in their last 11. Uh, Vandy barely got by Michigan on Saturday. And UAB is 2-0 and this year against the SEC, both wins by double digits. You're a big Conference USA guy today, I see. <laughs> well, you know, listen, somebody's got to give them love, right? A little bit. Yeah, little bit. They've, been, they've been performing well. I, I like that angle, though. And Vandy is a team that I feel like because they're the bigger brand name, 
you could see people mm-hmm. wanting to buy in on on the, like oh SEC team over the smaller conference Swept, squad. Uh, but... Beat Kentucky in the last two matchups that they faced them. Yeah. In, right? So I, I could see why people might like Vanderbilt, but UAB the more consistent squad certainly over the course of the regular season, right? Yeah, definitely. And they they handled they they, they gave uh, FAU one of the three losses. So yeah, definitely UAB uh, uh, as basically a pick. If you maybe you can get a point, if you land a point, doesn't matter. I think they win this game. Vandy uh, barely, like I said, barely got by the Wolverines on Saturday, who weren't very good. UAB's the better team. Good stuff. Appreciate you, Harry. You're awesome. Always, guys. Thanks. Go San Diego State. Hey, my guy. My see, we have camaraderie now. Last week he was telling me to bet lay. I think it was minus one fifty for San Diego State. Um, or no, it was plus one fifty for San Diego State not to make the Sweet Sixteen. Or is it backwards? Uh, I can't remember. Whatever it was, he was just betting against San Diego. Well, it wouldn't make was, sense because they were favored yes. over Charleston and favored over uh, Furman. So. Minus. Okay. I hate everything. You know how sometimes your brain just turns to scrambled eggs? I feel like that happens to me on a regular basis. Not to me. I'm perfect. Why are you perfect? It's like, you know, it's just exude confidence. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's all you got to do. And Listen, it makes it sound like you know what you're talking about. I only have so many things that can work for me here. Okay, we're going to step aside. Um, we are wrapping things up here on the Lombardi line when we come back. And we're going to talk through coach of the year odds in the NFL. Because it is never too early, JVT. I don't know. if You got you a know. lot on that. Do you now? Got everything for you. <laughs> Can't wait to for your right. breakdown. I actually do have some interesting nuggets, so maybe my brain won't be completely just turned to dust by the end of the show today. It's just one of those days. Just one of those days. I didn't drink enough coffee. It's simple as that. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Beast in the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Stormy Bonatoni, on VSEN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like bonus bets and bet insurance tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into BetMGM Rewards points. You can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Rewards properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today. Get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, so something just happened here. Oh, no. Oh, no or oh, yes? Oh, yeah. Uh... It depends on how you view this event. So, okay. you know, Frank Reich's had some trouble with um, quarterbacks. Yeah, right. Like he's kind of misevaluated how good the quarterbacks he can get uh, and how good he can make them. I think we know why. He has been captured during this pro day for CJ Shroud. He's standing behind him, Stormy, oh, no. and recording him on his phone like this. Oh, like, no. do you do you think that that's like the <laughs> film that Frank Reich watches? Do you think he just goes out there and like records him on his iPhone and then goes back home and breaks it down? I don't know what's happening here. I'm just, I'm all in. CJ Stroud should be minus 400 He's to be the, the first overall pick. Well, we yep. already knew that he was Frank Reich's favorite going in, right? Like, that's that's what we understand. See. That reminds minus, me. Still at minus 185. That reminds me of how my mom texts. Like, she wears readers now, and when she texts, she kind of holds her phone up like this and does it one. Does she have the old people big buttons? Of course she does. But. That's kind of what that's giving me vibes of. Like, I can just picture Frank Reich putting his glasses on, going like this, and, like, pressing the start video button. My uh, my stepdad still sends me p- like pictures of a screen. So, like, instead of, like, sending me the link to something, or yeah, or something like oh that, my he'll, like, take the picture of his desktop computer. And I'm like, Jim, you can, you can send me the link. It'll pop up. I'll click on it. I promise. That, so my mom... And it grinds my gears to no end. If she needs me to purchase something, if she like wants to show me something that she's interested in buying or whatever, she just sends me a picture of the thing instead of a link to the oh, item. Like, nuts. come on, woman. We're in 2023. Right. Um, okay. Oh, I also want to make sure that people know tonight. So obviously oh, yeah. um, we, we got into some of the NBA slate earlier today, but you're actually going to be on the bet stream for one of them tonight. Yes. Uh, the Jazz and Trailblazers. That will be on the... Uh, NBA, official NBA bet stream for those who have league pass. It's one of the options uh, that you can watch the game on, right? It drops down the menu. You can see what, you know, on home or away bet cast. I'll be a part of that. So make sure you come join us tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific time. I will be on there and uh, it'll be a lot of fun. Can you give us a little bit of like the pre-flop lowdown for this game? And maybe if there's anything worth like, are you trying to target anything um, um, from a live betting perspective, or you're just going into it with the, just an open mind? I think you're, you're looking to bet this thing over. Look, so you have two teams. 
this is so the angle for a lot, and I actually talked to Amal Shah about this the other day when I was on their show, and I'm sorry, I don't remember what their show's Sharp Money. I remember now. Um, where like when you get some of these teams that are on the fringe of the play-in races that don't have a ton to play for, defense kind of goes out the window. We saw Orlando and Washington do it yesterday, where it's just like, well, am I gonna put a lot of effort on defense? Or are we just gonna go up and down the floor and play some like, you know, just some fun basketball, and that's exactly what you get here. So now that Laurie Markkinen is going to play, I think this has the potential of a game going over the total, but I would not be looking to back a side here of two teams that you don't really know. The Jazz are still in the playing race, but you don't know exactly what their motivation is if they want to really get in it. So, Well, and that's why people got to check out the bet stream so that you can find some of those in-game angles um, throughout the course of the way things go. I told the people before the break we would get into NFL Coach of the Year odds. I love that these markets are already out early and they already have movement. Dan Campbell's the favorite, opened 11 to 1, already down 9 to 1, uh, and seeing some of these things shift. Um, I think an important thing just going into this market in general as you look at it is this is not an award that goes to the best coach in the NFL on a yearly basis. Like if it did, Bill Belichick would have more than three. Andy Reid would certainly have more than one. Um, it's the most improved team for the like coach that is coaching that team that wins the wins the award. It's very narrative driven. Did your team overcome something? Did um, you go from being really, really bad to a 10, 12 win season? Did you have a quarterback that everyone thought was terrible and no wide receivers like Brian Dable did to win this past year? Um, there's a lot of factors I think you have to take into account for this market. Uh, yeah. And I think too, what's interesting, you and I were talking about this off the air, which is Brian Dable, right? So one of the stronger trends was that. Uh, what was it again? The first time since 1990 that a, that a coach had won Yes, it without Jimmy one? Johnson in the 1990 yep. Cowboys. I will always point out, I'm a Colts fan, Bruce Arians did win Coach of the Year that year with only nine wins, but he was interim. interim the so. Colts won 11 games that year, so that still uh, was a, a trend that was strong. I So that's the question that I asked you is, so is what Brian Dable did, winning this with a team that only won nine games, is that an anomaly, or is that the start of a trend as we move forward? I think it's an anomaly. And I also think, like, we can't even gauge if it's the start of a trend until there have been like two in the last three years. But you can make the right? argument that it's the start of a trend. Yeah. I mean, maybe when you're looking back in five years, but well, I, so like what I mean by that is you're trying I to get would, ahead of it. Yeah. Right. You want to kind of get ahead of it. Like you'd be more open to I teams don't think so. that might not win exactly 10 games, but here's my overall point, which is, and I think you're starting to see this in every single sport and in different awards markets. The people who vote for these awards are becoming a little bit more nuanced with their thinking, Right. They are, there are analytics available. There are all sorts of things that give us actual values to all sorts of stuff and all sorts of sports. And people are just watching these things a lot closer. And so, like, I bring up Coach of the Year in the NBA, right? A guy like a Jamal Mosley like, should get a ton of credit and maybe have a higher probability of winning that award. But because the Orlando Magic, record-wise, stink, they're not going to win it. When a guy like Brian Dable wins it, where the team wins nine games, shows some improvement. Remember, their win total was only seven, so it's not like they blew away their expectations. Uh, I, I think that people are becoming a little bit more hip to the fact that they don't need to just have double-digit wins. You can have a really good coaching season and still only win nine games, maybe even eight. We'll see if that's going to be the case. Like, if I were to tell you, uh, let's say, well, who is the worst team? Like, what are we talking about? The Chicago Bears, for example, right? If this next year Chicago all of a sudden escalates to eight wins, can you make the case that that's, that's a coach of the year type of job? To, to magnify your wins by that much in the next season? And they're that improved. Like, I wonder if 
we're becoming a little bit more nuanced with our thinking. I think it would and just guys don't need to win ten. I games. think it would just depend on who the other coaches are that are potentially up for the award at yeah. that time. But I just I find it hard to believe, just based on history and especially now with this being a seventeen game season, that a team is going to regularly be below that threshold. And the average, I think, improvement has been around five and a half to six game improvement. Yeah. So, like, that would be in the wheelhouse from three games to, to eight or nine. Um, but I just feel like I'm looking at the numbers here. It's just crazy to think that it's been that many times where you've needed at least 10 wins to get that. You need 10 wins and you need to make the playoffs. Those seem to be the big, the big trends there for the award. Um, 51 of the 55 coaches to even receive votes for the award since 2015 have been playoff teams. Yeah. I'm trying to look. Did we get when, um, oh, here we go. First place votes, Kyle Shanahan. First year head coach is also very popular. Yeah. So I'm looking here. Okay. So then this is, this kind of flies in the face of my example. Like, so for example, last year, right. Where Brian Dable uh, was just ahead of Kyle Shanahan last year, a lot of people were trying to make the argument, you know, Mike Tomlin could probably be coach of the year like with what he did with that team. And then you look over the ballot, Tomlin, I don't think, got any votes when it came to winning coach of the year last year, right? So, like, those are the things that kind of flies in the face of my own argument, which is Dable might be more of the anomaly. I just, like you said, kind of wanted to open the conversation because it might be the start of something that you, at least when we get to the end of the year, Stormy, I think there's some people who will, like, scratch off, like, oh, this guy can't win because he's only going to win nine games. Might be something that now guys that win nine games, you might be open to betting on them to win this thing. Some of these names that are longer shots on the board, and I mean, there's plenty of value because aside from Dan Campbell, every head coach is 12 to 1 odds or longer. But Doug Peterson sitting there 20 to 1, um, Nick Sirianni 25 to 1, Kyle Shanahan 30 to 1, all guys that were in the mix to win it this year, mm. all really, really long shots. Um, are there any names that stand out to you as just like, intriguing from a number standpoint? I mean, I think it's two guys that are next to each other at the list we're looking at, Matt LaFleur and Bill Belichick. So if, like, and the narr- you mentioned narrative, which is really yeah. strong. What if Jordan Love comes on yeah. strong? What if the Packers win They're the nine? longest shot in the division right now. Yeah, what if they win nine, ten games, finish second in the division, and they make it to the playoffs? That's, that's a narrative that could work. And Bill Belichick and the Patriots were the second-best defense by EPA standards last year. What if they maintain that level of play and all of a sudden the offense gets better and they win 10 games and get back into the postseason? I think that's a good argument. It's still in- incredible to me what they did at the offensive coordinator position last year. I it was Bell, I think Belichick got a little too arrogant. It, I'll just say that in terms of the way that he can run things. So, But it could be interesting. Obviously, we had a lot of coaching turnover this year. Look at some of those first-year head coaches. 2022, Brian Dable, 2020, Stefanski, 2018, Matt Nagy, which, I mean, funny looking back now. Uh, 2017, Sean McVay, his first year. So um, last handful of years, plus we've seen four first-year head coaches win the award. So some food for thought as we leave you on a Wednesday afternoon with the Lombardi line. That's a wrap for us, but keep it locked here. As always, this is Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help. 
Call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.